0: Central New York and hello hockey fans all across the internet and welcome to 315 Hockey Live brought to you by 315hockey.com and powered by My Little Falls. I'm your host Scott Kinville and we have got a tremendous show lined up for you. I've been really looking forward to this one. Before I bring our guests in though I'm going to bring my co-hosts in. Uh, First of all co-host slash producer slash madman with the keyboard over there the Mr. Everything here at 315 Hockey Live. Dave the save water. Yes,
1: I know. Tech, sport, anything you need. Anything I need, yep. yeah, exactly. But you notice I did a little thing for you back
0: behind you there. I see you that? You that? got the yeah. mug, you I, know? I,
1: I did your Marty's but, mug back there. But
0: I it. noticed you didn't put any coffee in it. I didn't. So You don't need that. So you're going to have to take all your technical wizardry and figure out how to work the <laughs> coffee pot next time. <laughs> it's a Kirk. I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. And our other co-host, it looks like he's uh, back in his bunker there, coming to us live via satellite, Mr. Jordan Brockway. Jordan, what's happening? Nothing much. Just um getting through the week, really. Yeah, that's what we're all doing, brother. But you know what? It's almost over. It's Thursday. We're getting there. Yep. So, all right. Our guests for tonight, again, like I said, I've been looking really forward to this. They are from the ECAC champion number 19th ranked Colgate Raiders men's hockey team we have got head coach Don Vaughn we got junior forward Ross Mitten. gentlemen thank you for coming on how are you tonight I'm doing great how about you Ross I'm doing well too thank you for having us yeah so have you guys uh have you guys started to come down from the high of winning that ECAC championship a little bit yet
2: I'll ta- I'll let Ross answer that one. I know it's been it's been a roller coaster for me, but no, I'm still riding a pretty good high. <laughs>
3: I mean, yeah, we've still been riding it. I mean, we like we, we bring the trophy everywhere. Like, we had it in McDonald's. Uh, <laughs> we bring it to the dining <laughs> hall. So, like, we, we, we have it all the time.
0: That's a, You know, I wanted to ask <laughs> you about that. I'm glad he that right off the bat. That it's was awesome. McDonald's, that's a high point. That, no, yeah. it's it's cool, though, because that's what they do with the Stanley Cup, right? In the yeah, NHL, yeah. when they win the Stanley Cup, they take it everywhere. Yeah. Have you guys got anything crazy planned for that White Wall Cup? Or? Um. Not really. <laughs> just because you hear some of the crazy stories about when the, the Stanley Cup winners win it, right? Just, no, nothing
2: yeah. he
3: wants to admit.
0: Yeah, so. yeah exactly. like, no, I can't you tell can you see that. that. You yeah. can see let that. Te- let
2: me tell you, those stories will come out yeah. after graduation. And then yeah. I'll find out yeah. where that trophy was. I just told him not to lose it. There's only one. <laughs>
0: right? Yeah. Or don't dent it either. I mean, I know yeah, they say yeah. that it's all, it's all charming when the Stanley Cup gets dented and all that,
2: but <laughs> no, it's, it, it, it was, it's been a blast.
0: Oh, I I can only imagine because, like I said, that you know I will start right off with that tournament because that tournament, you guys, I'm going to tell you, you captured the hearts and the minds of Central New York with that run. Uh, you know, take us through that a little bit because you know, I mean, let's you know, coming into the into the tournament, it was a little bit of a rough ride towards the end of the season, but your team just flipped the switch, coach, and so tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, you're right. I mean, it was. Um... It, it was a it was a mixed bag all year long. I mean, we we played some unbelievable hockey against some great teams, um, and then winding into the tournament, we you know we beat Dartmouth at home in the single elimination game. We were feeling pretty good about ourselves, and then all of a sudden, we're down three nothing at Saint Lawrence in the first period, and and weren't really playing great. I mean, it was, it, it the game is crazy, right? So. We start to play better in the second. we find a way to come back and tie it, win on overtime, and we played our best hockey over the next you know four games we you know we It's just amazing how it works so we we strung five games together that made all the difference in the world. but I think the the biggest thing is that we knew that game was in us. Um, it was in us because we beat Harvard during the regular season, we lost an overtime there, we beat Quinnipiac in the regular season. Could have easily beaten them down there. Lost three two. So sure. that was always in the back of our mind that we knew we were good enough to to beat the best teams in our league. And, Absolutely. Absolutely. There you go. Know, yeah, and we went into into Lake Placid with that in our minds, and we had a plan. It worked, and uh, yeah, it, it was it's a, just an amazing feeling for me especially, but also for Ross and those guys. But it's been thirty years I was kind of chasing that. So to see the raw emotion and joy on the guys faces at the end of the game made every one of those trips to lake placid that we didn't win uh even more special for me
0: oh i can i can only imagine i can only imagine Chase after for that long and you know you, you mentioned you, you won against Quinnipiac when they were number one in the nation right yep. you beat harvard when they were number seven you almost beat harvard again in harvard and you also tied cornell who were ranked? I think they were tenth or eleventh at the time, and I believe you won the shootout in that. So, you know, Coach, this team had just had this knack for rising to the occasion in the big games. Can either of you guys explain just what what it was about this team that when the spotlight was on, the Raiders were on?
2: Yeah, I'll let Ross speak to this, but it, Scott, it's 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 it's. Uh, I wish we could figure it out because we we've been racking our brains on sort of on the other side of it on those games that we probably should have been better and we weren't, but you're right. We were really good when we were playing some of those best teams. But to me, at the end of the day, it's the intangibles. It's the little things that get you through. And we had a plan and guys bought into that, but this, this is a team um, I think I've only had three or four like this, that they really, eh, they love each other. It's, It's, it's crazy. Like, they uh, they they believe in each other. They support each other. There were so many times this year where, you know, the wheels could have fallen off, but someone in the locker room picked somebody else up. And, I mean, that's, that's how you get to where we got this year. But uh, Ross might have a different perspective. I'll let him.
3: No, I, I see the same thing. I think, um, like, especially when we're, like, late in the third period and everyone's tired and, like, we're down by a goal, we always just say play for the guy next to you. And this is definitely one of the – Closest teams I've ever been on. So um, I think keep saying the same thing, like playing for the guy next to you. Um, I think we believed in ourselves. We believed what we can do as a team. And I think that's why we came out on top at the end of the championship.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Ross, I'll tell you, watching you play this year, I'm going to tell you straight up that you are absolutely one of the most underrated penalty killers in the entire Division One. You, you really are. I mean, it's, it's just unbelievable watching you kill penalties. But you can also put the puck in the net. And my friend, yep. you scored what would be one of one of if not the biggest goal in Colgate history when you won the game winner in double overtime against Quinnipiac. And I'm sure yeah. you've been asked this, but I, I got to hear the story myself. Take us through that goal. I mean, it was
3: double overtime. Everyone's tired. Uh, we're, we're all cramping up in the locker room. Like I couldn't even stand up half the game. Carter's probably seen fifty, sixty shots already, <laughs> and it, it, it was just a back and forth game and we we knew we had to defend, but we also knew like we could just pressure offensively. I, I think we were the more conditioned team in that game, which is why we came out on top. But, um, yeah, so, like, Belpedio dumped the puck in. Um, we had a good forecheck, and DiPaolo got the puck on the slot, finally shot the puck, and I was just right there to put it in.
0: Yeah, and, and euphoria. Just I mean, that had to have been just an incredible feeling. And then going on the next night, to beat Harvard again. I mean, like I said, we just talked about it, but it, again – Just an incredible job by you guys. And then, you know, with the tournament win, you got to the NCAAs. And, you know, of course, it it didn't go the way you wanted, but how was that overall experience of just being in that tournament and being a part of that, the big dance, so to speak?
3: I mean, it was really cool because growing up, I've always watched those tournaments every year. So it it was like a dream come true for me to to definitely play in one of those tournaments. It was a really cool experience.
0: And, Coach, you've been there a few times, but it's got to be special every single time.
2: Oh, it is. And, 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 especially with this group that, um, you know, there were other years where we were, you know, picked to either be one or two or three, like in 2014, we had a really good team, but this team, you know, we were having around five and got off to a bit of a slow start, but we knew that there was a lot in the locker room. So, you know, we knew we had the talent. I'm not sure everybody else felt that. And the, the trip to Lake Placid and winning the championship in front of uh, a lot of our fans was, was pretty special. It's not, it's something I'll never forget. I mean, there's the sheer um, joy and um, uh, I don't know what the right word is, but just, just the uh, the raw emotion of the guys on the ice and our fans. And I had family there and, and maybe it's because you know it's been 30 years for me, but um, I, I have nothing but, um, you know, praise and thanks for this group. I thanked them a couple times, our guys. But, I mean, the, the guy on, on the screen here with us, he had three overtime goals this year. Like, so it, if, if I had to put money money on, on the OT winner against Quinnipiac, it was all going to be on Ross Mitten.
0: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I was just looking at my notes. He also had three assists against, the, against Harvard in the regular season win. You know, Mr. Clutch, I, I got to tell you. Uh, <laughs> Ross, you know, you grew up in Long Island. So, tell me, were you an Islanders fan growing up? I
3: was a Rangers fan, and I still Whoa. am.
0: <laughs>
3: there goes the love. <laughs> I, still, I still go to Islanders games here and there. Like, I, I ran into my coach at um, an Islanders game, I think, either last year or two years ago at one of the playoffs games. It was
0: pretty cool, so. That's, uh, I, 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 I got to ask. I don't hate that. I, I,
2: if, I was if, say, if I'd have known he was a Ranger fan, I wouldn't <laughs> even have gone out the door to talk to him. <laughs> Well, Coach, who's your team? Well, I was a huge Islander fan growing up just because I loved the way they grinded with, you know, Dennis Potvin and, you know, Smitty and Nets and Bob Bobby Nystrom and all those guys. My wife lived in Long Island, um, and they practiced right down the street at Caniac Park. Uh, nice. Well, I'm not sure if you know where that is, but so I used to go down there all the time and watch practice. And the trainer for the Islanders back then in the mid-80s was a St. Lawrence guy, uh, okay. a guy named Ron Waskey. So I had access, Um, you know, I was able to go in and watch practices and it just, it just, you know, but again, I mean, that was before the Ottawa Senators, right? That was home for me. So I got a soft spot for the Senators, but my, uh, my go-to team at the end of the day will always be the Islanders.
0: Nice. Nice. And it still just blows my mind that a Long Island kid grows up a Rangers fan, but that's okay. That's, it's all good. So Ross, since you were a Ranger fan, were there any particular favorite, uh, players you had early on, or uh, they say influences that made you want to get into hockey? Um, I mean, he's not on the
3: Rangers, but I always watched Alex Ovechkin growing up. But Ooh, I'd say, like go. right now, right
0: now, one of my favorite players is Evander Kane. Nice, nice. Well, I tell you, he would have been. He would have blended right in on those old Islander team. Coach. Yeah, he probably 100%. would have.
2: <laughs> Plays like Ross. Ross's got a bit of an edge to him. Yeah, you're yeah, right.
0: <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was like back then, if you'd have put them on like with Gillies and Nyström and all that, oh boy, look out, look out. <laughs> Very cool. So Ross, after you, you went into the USHL, you played for three teams, and then you went to Colgate. What was it about Colgate that made you want to go there?
3: Um, it was definitely the coaching staff because I know that they really believed like what type of, what type of player I can be, and I knew I think coming into Colgate. That I was going to get a great great education and also play a lot, so that's definitely why I chose it. And it's a beautiful campus as well.
0: Oh, it is! It's it's absolutely beautiful. I have a 13 year old daughter, and I took her down for a game this year. And we usually you know, drive by the campus to get to the arena, you know. And yeah. she took one look out the window, she's like, "Dad, I think this is where I want to go to school." I'm like, "Oh, okay." I says, "Well," I says, "You better stop bringing home 78s on your social studies test then."
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny though, because I was. When I was playing juniors, um, my roommate, <laughs> Pearson Brandon, we played, we played together in North Jersey Avalanche, uh-huh. and he was calling me, like, every day until I committed, so. Nice. <laughs> <He was laughs> like a
4: little bit
2: of peer pressure in the recruiting Yeah,
0: <laughs> <department>. yeah <right>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so, so, guys, you, you really, this season's team was actually kind of a young team. You only have six seniors from this, this season. Uh, coach, do they have uh, fifth-year COVID eligibility?
2: We do. Um, you know, for us, we're not going to be in the fifth year market for a player from outside of Colgate. Right. Only we have one master's program and it would be hard for us to sort of match that up. Gotcha. Um, we do have the ability to keep, uh, one of our seniors for a fifth year or two, if, uh, if they're, if they're actually going to double major or add a minor or they need credits to graduate. Um, but we're not, we're not gonna be in, in the fifth year market and we're not gonna be in the transfer market that much. Um, it's just, uh, it's, you know, academically at Colgate, it's, it's, it's very, you know, uh, challenging. And a lot of schools are going to the, to, the, uh, to the transfer portal, but I don't see that being us. Our, our, our mission is gonna be, and our recruiting uh, model will be to continue to bring in guys like Ross Mitten, who will go through the program with, you know, his classmates, for four years and graduate. And it's all about development. We're not going to bring in four or five transfers in the middle of Ross Mitten's junior year and say, well, I guess what, you know, we think we got three or four guys better than it's not going to be us. We're going to, we're going to stick with the model. excuse me, the model we have, which is, you know, we're going to recruit you. You're going to be here with us for four years. We're going to develop you and we're going to win championships. Just like we did this year with, uh, with the senior class that, when they came here, we asked them to 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 help change our culture, to help change, you know, the, the process. And this is nothing against the other guys. We just needed to make a shift. And uh, they did that. And, you know, guys like Arnaud Vachon and, and Colton Young and, you know, all those guys are going out as champions because they believed in what we, you know, what we were building and they did it.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and and you know what though? Too? Barry just asked how many returning players you have. I just looked at the roster quick. I think it's like seventeen or something like that. I have to, I, I, I was kind of trying to speed count. So let's uh, give or take a couple for me, but <laughs> but no, coach, that's actually very admirable because you know, and that's actually going to help recruiting because if a player believes that you got a coaching staff there and you got a team that believes in you, and that, that's going to go a long way. Not to mention having a gorgeous arena like the Class of nineteen sixty five arena.
2: Hundred percent, and that—that's the message. And you know, we believe in the guys. We've never decommitted a kid. Um, we've had a few decommit on us, but we've ne- we've always honored our commitments, and we think that's pretty special as well. And yeah, I—I I, I was talking today to uh, to a good alum, and uh, we feel and Ross can maybe speak to this, but the class of '65 arena has been a huge asset for us. And I'm not sure we'd be sitting here talking about. You know a championship run without having that rink. I mean, I, I mean, I love Star Rink. I, you know, I have coached in that rink for a long time. But to to attract the caliber of student athletes and players like Ross Mitten and the Youngs and uh, Pearson Brandon and Carter Guylander, I don't know if they'd want to be playing in the old Star Rink. Right. So I, that's a shout out to our alumni, to our administration, um, to the people that made it happen because. You know, it's it's 2023, and kids make decisions for a lot of different reasons, but I guarantee you one of those big reasons is the facility that you're playing in. And we're so happy to have that rink as ours.
0: Oh, a- absolutely. Absolutely. And, Coach, I mean, you had a hand in getting that bill as well.
2: I'd like to think so. It was a bit of a, bit of a labor of love for me. I think we started talking about it in 2002, maybe, <laughs> and uh, was in on a lot of meetings where it was like, no, I don't think it's going to happen. And then uh, – <laughs> the economy went south, but we stuck with it. And uh, we got it done. We, you know, with, with the help of our very generous alums, and we had to raise, you know, 25 million of, of the total cost and our, our people stepped up. But to me, that's what Colgate is all about. Um, you know, they want to win, we, we believe in, in, in winning, and we believe in doing things the right way. And uh, we were able to successfully build a, a, you know, a rink that a lot of people thought we would never get done.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Barry says great to see you look out for the players and their education. It's not just about the game. That's exactly it. So Ross, you know, we're, we're talking about seniors. Now you're heading into that senior year. Now you're in that leadership group. So tell me, what's what's an off season preparation like for you to get ready for the next season?
3: Well, I go home and I train and work out with uh, my trainer, John DeFlorio Institute three back at home and all of my Long Island college buddies who also play hockey at other D1 um, institutions, we all skate and train together. But for our team next year, I'm probably going to start reaching out to the incoming freshmen starting maybe next week in two weeks just to make sure they feel welcome and comfortable and they're not like, too scared coming into school. So
0: <laughs> That's awesome, that, and that's exactly what the leadership's all about. Any advice for younger players wanting to get into hockey and to get to the levels that you're at?
3: Um, I'd say don't worry about what everyone else is is doing or achieving. I think there's a different path for everyone. Um, Focusing focusing on your development is is very crucial. So working on skating, your hands, and, and the mental side of the game.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's really what it's all about. And you know, I mean, just from from my personal perspective, because I mean, I I have a, a ball hockey organization here up in, the, up in the valley, and you know, that's you know could be a good spot or a start for for kids too, just to to get the the sticks in their hands and get the game played. You know, I mean, when it's ninety degrees out and the ice is kind of scarce to be found when it's that hot out. But you know, <laughs> uh, coach, you you know, we we know you've been coaching for thirty years. We're talking about off season preparations. How has recruiting changed over the, uh, the your tenure?
2: That's probably for another entire show. But, uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's just, it's so different now um, than it was, you know, 20 years ago or even, even less than that. Like, it, yeah, I mean, uh, everybody has a family advisor. Uh, there's not a lot of... Uh, Loyalty in terms of you know to your word. I mean, you, you can commit a kid, and and they they decide at the last minute to go the other way, and that's why we have we filled our teams with kids that didn't do that. Like, if you you want to be here, we want you to be a part of it. But if you're thinking about you know jumping into the portal or decommitting on your NLI, then go. We, that's not what we're building here. But it, it's very different. Like we when I started. You know, 100 years ago, we would actually start recruiting the next year's class in September of the year before. You know, now we're committing kids two, three years in some cases, four years out for some schools. Um, Wow! But yeah, it's it's uh, it's 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 uh, it's a different world altogether. Um, I like how we do it. I like our model, and you know, until someone tells me that you can't win championships doing it the way the way we do, then you know, so be it, but we, we're doing it the way we do. And we want a championship.
0: Absolutely. You you proved it. You you proved it right flat out. There's no doubt about it. Jordan, you got anything for uh, for coach or Ross?
5: Uh, Actually, I do. If, is there any place coach that you like to recruit from or is common for you to kind of
2: recruit in the area? It's a good question. And, and, You know, it it changes. I mean, I have two great assistant coaches and Dana Borges and and Chris Azeno, and they go everywhere. There's no secrets anymore. I mean, it used to be maybe you're in a a league that doesn't get a lot of exposure, but teams are so good at recruiting and finding players. And you have a tendency to go back to where you've had some name recognition. So back in the mid-90s to late 90s, we had great name recognition in Southern Ontario. It's where we got Andy McDonald, Stanley Cup winner, uh, Daryl Campbell, Mike Morastica, we were we were all over that league. And when we walk into a rink, everybody knew Colgate was there because we we got good players. And then it shifts, you know. The the leagues get stronger. Like the the BCHL is pretty good. Obviously, the USHL where where Ross played is is amazing. Um, we've had a really good niche in the last probably five years in Alberta. And I give Dana Borges a lot of credit. He's develop some really good relationships and that's what it right it's like anything it, it always comes back to relationships you know it's you, you need people to trust you and you need you to trust them and we, we've we developed some really good relationships in Alberta with some really good coaches and some general managers and we've got the young brothers we've got uh, Carter Guylander we've got Josh McKechnie who who graduated last year I mean we've we've had some really good players out of out of those leagues and we've got some others coming but we've just branched into Minnesota. I mean, we've got three or four guys on the team right now from Minnesota and um, our name's starting to precede us in there. So, you know, where you go, you, you go where you've had some success. Um, It's, it's a little bit cyclical, but right now those are three pretty hotbeds for us. And, you know, the USHL is a little bit harder for us um, only because it's uh, the kids that, tend to have committed to the USHL. A lot of them are already committed before they go there. I'm not sure your case, Ross, you know, when when you went, but it's an unbelievable league. It's just, we just don't have a niche there yet.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely astounding just how much the the United States Junior Leagues have developed over the past 10 years even. Uh, I mean, because I mean, years ago it was it was the Canadian junior leagues are bust, and now the, I mean between the the USHL, you got the USPHL. There's there's leagues down south. It, it's just exploding all over the place, and even overseas too. You got a lot of overseas programs that have come such a long way over the past few years. Uh, you guys got Matt Verboom. He's from Switzerland, so you know, big wide world now, and that's uh, you know talent all over the place. So. Guys, you know, I, I like I, I just appreciate the heck out of you taking all the time to talk to us here. I gotta ask you something though, because I know you guys have got some characters on that team. I know. So, Ross, I gotta ask you, which one of your teammates would make the best professional wrestler?
3: Professional wrestler. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um maybe Maybe <laughs> Either Pearson Brandon or or Ben Raymond, I would say.
2: All
3: right, they're, they're both really strong. <laughs> Maybe even I don't know Bashan too, but
0: <laughs> I always love, I I love the responses I get from that cause they're like, oh man! Now you're starting to think about entrance music. Are they going to have pyro? <laughs> what are they? Because coach, you know that's going to be next. They're going to want pyro when they're skating out in ice. You know that,
2: right? Oh yeah, hundred percent. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it takes
0: that's right exactly i, I want pyro <laughs> well yeah but
2: I, i'm an old i'm an old time wrestling fan. Like i go back to jimmy the fly snook there you and- go <laughs> uh don't King get, Kong don't Bundy. Get, no, don't get Scott started. King Kong, John Ferry, the giant.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. I go back to,
2: in, in Canada, Maple Leaf Wrestling. There yeah. you go. Yeah. There you go. You, you know, know, The I, best one was, like I already mentioned, Jill the Fish Poisson. So his real name was Jill the Fish Fish. <laughs> <laughs> if, my friend, if my French is right. There you go, right? I always loved when they showed
0: the old school wrestling from Maple Leaf Gardens and they had that oh, ramp yeah, that yeah, went yeah, up yeah. to the ring. You know, that was so awesome.
2: Yeah, I miss those. Give me the fly snook off the top buckle.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we had, um, you know, Gary Heenan, the coach of the Pioneers. I do. he I was do on. Know Gary well. He was on uh, last year, and he was saying that he is. Uh, he's actually related to Bobby the Brain Heenan. So I was like, wow. I says that's that's I incredible. Checked the,
2: I checked the background on that one. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> <Why were you? laughs> I'll well, tell I, Gary that myself. Well, I told him.
0: I says, you know, I says you got the gift of gab just like he does. So no shit, no shit. <laughs> no,
2: shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: no beep there.
1: Ah, no, we're on the internet. It's okay. <laughs> there
2: we go. I tried to say shoot there, but ah, do it. Uh,
0: <laughs> we're amongst friends. It's all good.
2: <laughs> oh jeez. oh Gary, God bless him. He's, he's done awesome. a great job. Yes, he, he has. No he's a
0: doubt. great guy. Uh, speaking of great guys, you guys, fantastic! And, and you know, like I said, I just appreciate you taking the time to come on and talk to us. Uh, loved going down and watching you guys down at the, the Class of '65 Arena this, this season and, and before, of course. And you know what? I think you guys are going to have an extremely strong team next year. I think you're going to springboard off the CCAC championship. Like I said, it's it's going to help recruiting. And like I said, I'm looking very, very forward to seeing you guys next year.
2: Awesome.
0: Thank you. Really appreciate it.
1: Get more excited.
2: Come on. <laughs> well, I'm just going to say thanks for having us. Um, like I said earlier, what, like maybe off air, but what you guys do for hockey and in this three, one, five area code, keep, keep hammering it, man. Just keep doing it. Cause there's some great hockey around here. There certainly I, 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 you know, I watch you guys like I, maybe there's a, I know the pro games when they're on, but you guys go deep down the list. You know, maybe there's, and we had some good high school hockey in, in 3 this year. We certainly did. Absolutely. You know, so, yep. so keep 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 pumping it, boys.
0: Well, thank you so much, Coach. I appreciate it. And like I said, Ross, thank you for coming on. And um, we will definitely be seeing you guys soon enough because, you know what, fall's coming. Just keep telling ourselves that fall's coming. I'm sure you guys want a little bit of a break. I'm not trying to rush it on you. But like I said, I, for one, can't wait. So. <laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, thank, thank you so much, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks guys. All right. Have a Thank great you. night. Thank you. You too. Have a good one. All right. Take care, guys. All right. That was Ross Bitten and Coach Vaughn, the Colgate Raiders. That was awesome. Hey, those guys are just so much fun. Uh, yeah. Jordy, we got more to talk about, but I think we need to take a commercial break here really quick. So I can get a little splash of water here and we will continue <laughs> on with segment two when we come back.
4: Visit My Little Falls and stay connected with the latest news, information, and events in the city and the area. Our mission is to generate interest in the community and connect residents in a more meaningful way by facilitating deeper conversations about how these stories will shape the future of the Mohawk Valley. Join thousands of weekly visitors who stay up to date with feature stories, interviews, videos, our event calendar, and print publication, The Mohawk Valley Express. It's about timely local news, for the community keeping citizens informed about important issues telling about the people who live and work here and giving locally owned businesses the opportunity to reach a very targeted audience of locals and tourists alike it's a whole new form of media rich content developed specifically for today's mobile lifestyle and listeners you can download our ios app in the itunes store listen to our country music streaming radio station or sign up for a weekly newsletter Stop by today
0: at com. You'll be glad you did. I haven't told you this in a while, Dave, but I just love that song. So I can't <laughs> you, help it. You win a couple of shows without I, saying it. I know, I know. I just, <laughs> I, as I was sitting here listening, I'm like, oh my God. You know, yeah. I got to tell him again. Yeah. Don't ever change that.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll find something else.
0: <laughs> I'm sure you will. And you won't even tell me. I'll yeah, just be surprised when I... All right. Well, you know what guys, the uh, the college season here in the 315 has pretty much wound down, but that does not mean that the news stops. And our buddy Jordan here has got some news.
1: Go Jordan. Go so Jordan. So,
0: eight
5: <laughs> eight Pioneers have made it to professional hockey. Nice. Now, <clears throat> the number is four in the ECHL, four in the SPHL, and the signings were Justin Allen and Regan Cavanaugh to the ECHL Norfolk Admirals. They were both on amateur tryouts. Um, I don't know if they're still on them. They've played a couple games over there. So you could see them get full contracts. I don't know for sure if they have them yet. but I think they'll probably play out the Nor- season
0: and then... Probably, yeah. yeah.
5: And then you had Mick Kern and Lucas Herman go to the SPHL Pensacola Ice Flyers where Lucas Herman got his first professional goal.
0: Nice, that's right. It was awesome.
5: Brandon Osmondson went down to Knoxville Ice Bears in the SPHL. Then you had Dante Zapata, the former captain, go to the Tulsa Oilers in the ECHL. John Monkevich went home to the SPHL and is with Fayetteville. And then Connor Fedort went to the ECHL Kalamazoo Wings.
0: Yeah, that's that's absolutely awesome that, you know, one team produced eight professionals out of one season. That, that's just incredible. Yeah. And I'll tell you why, you know, it doesn't get talked about enough, but, like, the ECHL is a really fun league. And I'll tell you what's awesome, and Dave can attest can, this. We've talked about the SPHL on Marty's. It was about two years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. And I'll tell you, man, that SPHL is yeah. just an awesome league. It's so much fun. It, it, it really is. And, um, matter of fact, I got an article coming, out, I think it's tomorrow, on 315hockey.com, basically updating everything. Because I, I put one out a couple of years ago. It's an updated version yeah. about the SBHL. And it's, it, it is. It's just an amazing league. And, uh, you know, with the 315, it's not just Pioneers. That have, uh, Alex DiCarlo from Oswego mm. uh, is playing for Roanoke, the Roanoke Rail Yard Dogs, our friend Roy Chambers. Yeah, Railroad. I got to have him I back know. on to talk yep, about yep, the that. SBHL. Got to. Uh, yeah, I he's pick actually them
1: against the Barnyard Rats. I don't know. Get maybe, them both.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, maybe the Barnyard Rats could be the expansion team in the SBHL. Yeah.
1: I tell you what, if I say that enough, there's going to be a team called that. I'm just telling <laughs> yeah. you that right now. Yeah.
0: What is it, that wish it, want it, do it? Is that what it is? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Keep saying that about the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. That too. That's well, hey, you know, <laughs> well, hey, you know.
0: But anyways, that notwithstanding, uh, no, but like I said, that's uh, fantastic on all those guys, really. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean. The SPHL, the, you mentioned the Pensacola Ice Flyers. That's where uh, Utica Comets Vice President Adam Pollock played as well. Mm. So, mm. yeah, if, if you ever get a chance, I think it's thesphl.com. Uh Really cool logos, really cool league, and the same thing with the E. You mm. know, they've got the Adirondack Thunder up there, the, the Comets uh, affiliate. So, absolutely, absolutely. And you know what? Speaking of the Comets, Dave the Save over here did some intrepid reporting today that we want to hear about.
1: I did, yeah. No, uh, today the comments were up at Little Falls High School, and uh, they had a jersey contest where they had the students all around the area submit ideas for a special jersey, right? So they got hundreds of applicants for this thing, and uh, they narrowed it down to about 10 people. Uh Uh-huh. And then out of that, uh, the front office kind of looked at them all and said, hey, here's the ones we like. And they had their, their graphic designer kind of mock them up. Uh-huh. And uh, they picked Mia Stutz from Little Falls High School. So cool. what happened was uh, she had no idea she'd won. So the Comets folks came up here and they brought Jared uh, Gorley with them. Okay. And uh, he was standing in the room and he had one of the new shirts on that they're going to wear Sunday's game at 3
0: o'clock. Oh really? Yeah. They're gonna wear it for the whole game or The whole like game. Really? No, the whole game. Oh. They're wearing
1: those those jerseys. Awesome. And, uh, yeah. So he was standing there and what they'd also done was they had uh made up a jersey with her name on it with that new style. Oh as no well. kidding. So yeah, we got so Mia had no clue. Okay <laughs> this was going on. Total surprise. The principal Leanne Dooley. Dragged her in there, and then she's walking in the she's door. She's like, oh, am
0: I in trouble? She was like, yeah, really. And,
1: and then, and this was this was the greeting. Here. Awesome. You know, He, uh, Jared had the shirt on, and uh, she was just, you could see her hand up there grabbing like, oh, my oh, God. Oh, wow.
0: That is that is so cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, she was really excited about it. And then, uh, of course, I said they, oh, they made, wow. up, made up one for her.
0: That is and, awesome. Yeah.
1: And so she's got that, and uh, the ones they're wearing on Sunday, they're going to go ahead and give away the kids the area.
0: Go back to the, the first picture there. First one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because, you know, I like, you know, it, it's so cool because, obviously, the comets theme, you got the, the Earth there, you got all the stars, the different planets Well, she said that's like. what
1: kind of got her into yeah. the idea of the theme was the fact that it said comets, and, and so she took that, a space theme. Right, right. The Earth and everything else like that, and designed that shirt, so... Uh, she was totally surprised, and she kept saying, you guys are really, 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 really good.
0: Yeah, that's that's <laughs> awesome. You know, we'll have to get one of those someday up for uh, Barry Shelley's Rink of Dreams.
1: Oh, I tell you. Yeah, I have that to.
0: would be, you know, and, and that's what Barry's
1: thinking already. Yeah, there it is. He, I knew it was on it. Right. <laughs> 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 so,
0: yeah, no. It was, well, Barry, only if you model it. That's uh, <laughs> Yeah,
1: no, it, it was a, a heck of a good, I think, contest that they had. And, yeah. Uh, really connecting with the youth and Absolutely. Uh, they did say that they were going to wash the jerseys before they handed them out to, to the game.
0: Well yeah, I guess that's that's you know, you look at it one of two ways. I mean, yeah, that's that's nice, but you yeah. know what? If you hand it right off the game it's really authentic then.
1: You know, and they also have Mia's <laughs> No family.
0: need for a certificate of authenticity. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's game worn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: but they you know they've got her whole family coming there. Mia's family's gonna be oh, there nice. at the game and uh, they're all going to sign her
0: jersey. Really? Yeah,
1: so it's really going to be a special event, and wow. I, I think that was a great way to
0: connect with the uh, community. That, that is that's fantastic. I, I love it when teams do stuff like that. Yeah. I, I really do. I, I really do. And you know who else is going to be at that game? No. Me.
1: Well, then you need to do something about this. You know, maybe,
0: you know, get a picture of her with uh, the signed jersey. I'm going to have to, you know. I mean, well, hey, listen, you were the intrepid reporter. Maybe you can come up Sunday. You know,
1: I got nothing going Sunday. I was thinking about that going, um, you
0: know. You I... know what? Then you say the word and we'll get you some tickets. Yeah, How's that sound? I know. I, know. I want to I shoot the game. I don't want to
1: be a spectator. I'm just not a spectator. Well, I, I want to take pictures.
0: Well. Yeah. You took that iPhone class, right? No, I'm not doing <laughs> iPhone stuff, buddy. Good luck.
1: I've been there. I bring the big dog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, bark, bark. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's uh, awesome. But you're going to have an article about that on My Little Falls. Right?
1: Uh, yeah, I will. I'm going to run that at 5 a.m., and uh, we'll get that thing up on 315 Hockey League Yeah, as well.
0: Yeah, as soon as I get the picture working. We'll... As soon as
1: you get the website working right.
0: Listen, if it could have been on a Commodore 64, I would have had it down pat. You would have. That's all I got to say.
1: I sent it plenty
0: of time. I know. That's, <laughs> well, that's what we need. There's plenty of time. Yep, so. Yep. All right, guys. Well, you know what? Speaking of the Comets, I don't know if you guys have noticed or not, but this North Division has suddenly become extremely tight. Uh, For a while there, it kind of looked like the Comets were going to cruise into a playoff spot. Same thing with the Crunch. And now all of a sudden, not so much so. So in looking at the standings, so the top five teams in the North Division make the playoffs. And how it works is the top three teams get a first-round bye and then the fourth and fifth seed play a best-of-three series for the right to advance to play the first seed, which is going to be the Toronto Marlies. I mean, they're, they're, yeah. they're going to win this division. That's, but the rest of the division, there's seven teams overall. So get this. The Comets are in second with 71 points. The Crunch are in third with 70. The Rochester Americans, who we just talked about last week, are in fourth with 70. The Cleveland Monsters are back basically from the dead. They got 65 points. They're in fifth. The Laval Rocket are hanging around in sixth with 64 points. And the Belleville Senators are in last place, but they're three points out of a playoff spot with 62 points. Every single game counts at this point, guys. There is really no room for error. And I'm looking at the the Comets schedule the rest of the way. They got eight games left. It's all against North Division teams. All. All. And it's mostly Syracuse and Rochester. Uh, there's a game against Cleveland thrown in there, and there's a game against Toronto, of course, thrown in there. Uh, the Crunch, I think they've only got one out of division game left, and that's going to be this Saturday uh, when they're, I think they're going, yeah, they're they're going to be going to Wilkes-Barre Strand. So just check to get a score update, but only one game tonight, and it's out west. Yeah, yeah, that's, um, you get down to this time of the year, it kind of a little slim picking, especially on Thursday nights in the AHL, but, uh, well, yeah, Jordan, it, this is, this is going to be an awesome finish.
5: Yeah, it is, and it's always tight in the north, especially with how some of the teams up in the NHL are playing. It's always tight.
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, the Comets did get some good news to get uh, Kira Schmidt back. Yeah, until, that, that's big. Well, until Mackenzie Blackwood gets injured again, and then he'll be back up there. Yep. But, <laughs> but I'm actually kind of surprised because I see uh, Isaac Poulter is still with the team. Uh, so they're going to be going with three goalies, I guess. I mean, don't get me wrong. Isaac Poulter has played fantastic mm. in his time in Utica. I'm just surprised having the three goalies that they're they're maintaining with you know between uh, Nico Dawes, Kirishmed, and Isaac Poulter. And and um, talking with Armand Glisovic there, uh, who was on a few weeks ago, uh, he's he's in a little dire straits up there in Adirondack because I guess they're having some goalie injury problems. And he's <laughs> he's been messaging me. He's like, what do you sending him Poulter back?" I'm like, "I don't know. I'm Not the GM." <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you want from me? <laughs> but uh, looking at the weekend schedule, so both the Crunch and the Comets are playing 3-3 three and three again. It's getting to that weird part of the schedule where, let's see, only eight points to clinch a play- Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I mean. You got, you know, the magic numbers are there, and the Comets are in a good spot, you know, and sort of the Crunch, really. It's just, like I said, there's no room for error. You can't, you know, say, ah, oh, we had a bad weekend. We lost three games. Guess what? He loses three games in a row. Now you're done. That's yeah. gonna yeah, that's gonna hurt. And uh, like I said, both both the Comets and the Crunch are playing that that dreaded three and three, which doesn't happen often. But it happened last weekend for both teams, right? Because usually, how the AHL schedule is split up, it's usually like a Wednesday night, Friday night, Saturday kind of thing. Mm. But for whatever reason, this is how the schedule has worked out. So the Crunch are at home Friday night against Belleville. Uh, we already mentioned this Saturday they're going down to Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, to play the, the Tuxedo Chickens, as my wife loves to it. I just love it. <laughs> it's a good name. I love it, the Tuxedo Chickens. <laughs> I'm like, ah, I, I've just trained her so well to become a hockey fan. <laughs> <laughs> and then on Sunday, we just mentioned it, they're going to be home. or No, it's going to be in Utica. They're playing the Comets. And now speaking of the Comets, they're home Friday night versus Rochester. They're on the road Saturday night at Rochester. And then Sunday they host the Crunch. So you are talking about th- just three crucial games we're talking about, both teams.
5: Yeah, and I can already hear Jeremy now because he loves this stretch of the season playing only Syracuse and Rochester, uh, yeah. but it, it's going to be, those games are going to get physical and Utica should hopefully be able to hang in there. They usually have.
1: But you know, Jordy, you did notice that the coach said it was the little things in the last Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I picked up on that too. I was thinking, I was like, oh, I wish Jeremy was here.
1: <laughs> oh, can't let it slide.
0: Nope, not at all. Not at all. Nope. <laughs> but, uh, no, that's like I said. I mean, this is – and th- you know what, though? Yeah, complain if you want. Oh, they're playing Syracuse and Rochester again. But you know what? This is just going to make for some intense hockey. Absolutely yeah. intense. So, if you can get to any of these games that are going to be played this weekend, either at the Adirondack Bank Center or at the Upstate Medical University Arena up there in Syracuse, uh, I would suggest going because. There's one score update.
1: Barry, oh. Barry's giving us score updates.
0: <laughs> Barry, you know what? We should play him like live via satellite. Like the... <laughs> yeah, jeez. What do you say? The Devils are up two to nothing on the Rangers. Yeah. Oh, is there a camera that we can put on Jeremy right now? That... <laughs> I guarantee I can tell you his reaction. <laughs> Uh, But, you know, it's funny that he he mentioned the Devils and the Rangers because, as you know, we've restarted Marty's Illegal Stick, and we just Mm. talked about that yesterday. Uh, One of the segments was, you know, because it looks like, you know, obviously the Rangers and the Devils are both going to the playoffs. So, if you are the Rangers or the Devils, would you rather play each other in the first round, or would you rather take on the New York Islanders, who are the first wild card right now, because one of them could still win the division. So, if you want to check that out, that that episode is available by the way on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. I like
1: it when we used to pick the the winners and stuff. That was
0: fun. Well, you know what? I mean, you might have to make a return appearance on Marty sometime. I might. Yeah, I could do you that. You know, yeah, I know I'd I know we run too in. long for you, but you know, that's yeah, if I
1: come in as a guest, I can leave what I want. Well, that's that much is true.
0: <laughs> that much is true. That's it. But uh but yeah, like I said, uh you know, just uh be sure to check that show out. Um, you know, check out 315hockey.com. we got some great hockey articles coming up in My Little Falls. Yep. You know, um, we're all over social media, Facebook, yep. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. You've got
1: your couple I, of pages in the Mohawk Valley Express. Yes.
0: When is that coming out, by the way, Dave? Oh, uh, Your
1: deadline is this weekend.
0: Well, I know that, but when's, oh. the, when's the paper itself coming Friday. Out? Next Friday. Next Friday. Not there tomorrow. Next Friday. Newsstands all over the Mohawk Valley. Yep. How do you like that? Yep. Jordan, any closing thoughts?
5: Not much other than go Rangers.
0: <laughs> you poured a little soul tonight.
1: <laughs> yep. Barry wanted me to say go Sabers, so you know I gotta gotta make ah, him you happy. You know what though? I mean that's
0: <laughs> hey, good on the Sabers. I don't know if they're going to make it now, but you know, yeah. good on them for coming back at the end of the season no like one. that. Though yeah, but, yeah, they put up a fight. Yeah, absolutely. All right, gentlemen, well, I'll tell you what. Let's, uh, let's close this out so we can go watch that Devils-Rangers game. Uh, again, I want to thank Coach Vaughn and Ross Mitten from the Colgate Raiders men's hockey team for coming on tonight. Uh, again, like I said, check out 315hockey.com, My Little Falls. Check us all out over social media. You will not be disappointed. So, Jordan, thank you once again for coming on. Dave, thank you for all you do. You're the best, buddy, no matter what. I'll tell you that. And anyways, thank you, the listener, for watching and listening to our show. And we will see you next week on 315 Hockey Live.